Yeah, I've definitely found a conflict because I'm the type of person to snitch on other people. <laughs> if something happens, I'm going to be the first one to report it, whether it's inside my house or outside. And so that drives people crazy because, like, I'm the type of person... Um, like, let me give you a story. This is kind of... I've been told I overreacted in this case. But I have a friend who, who, like, was really forceful. Like, she tried to, like, sell me marijuana edibles in class, okay? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I kept telling her no, but she kept insisting. Like, she said, it's her homemade brownies. And so, at one point, I said yes, and I was about to buy the brownie. Right. And then it turned out that the brownie was an edible, and I was like, hold up. I, you told me it wasn't an edible. So, anyways, um, yeah, so that friend, so she went to, her boyfriend... You was in my class. Was in my class, but he dropped out. He went. Yeah. To, he ended up doing something that got him to jail. Then he came out oh, of jail. No. Then he went back to jail. So between the time that he came out of jail and went back to jail, he had like a few months or something. Yeah. So he was like hanging out with his girlfriend, who's the girl who offered me marijuana. Right. And um, basically, apparently at one point she she used to take a bunch of videos of him. So okay. one video she was on top of him. Okay. <laughs> and, and she so these was, were sex videos. <laughs> No, they weren't. I thought they were. That's why I called the police. <laughs> Dude, it turned out she was trying to put makeup on his face, okay? And yeah. so this is... So I literally opened my Instagram and I checked my story. And all I hear is like this close-up of her boyfriend's face. Yeah. And then he's saying, ouch, ouch. And she's like, I'm going to do it on you anyways, okay? So I hit her uh, up in her DMs and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'm killing him. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you're killing him? And by then I had called the police. And she's like, I'm killing him with love, Okay. So I'm like, hold up, like, I forgot your address. Tell me your address. I'll send you a letter. She's like, oh, okay. That's so- fucked up. <laughs> you really are a true snitch. You know what's so funny about that? It's such it's such a stigma. It's such a fucking taboo in the black community to be a snitch. And and you're starting off, you're starting off with yeah, I'll snitch on somebody when a girl whose boyfriend just got out of jail, she's putting makeup on and films on him. There wasn't him, any makeup films on him. him. He was saying ouch, and there was a close-up of his face. And, and this was a video. Like, you weren't even there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. And yeah, I, that's a, you're right. You are a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> At least they give me honesty for that because – at one point in my life, um, to take a to take the special education thing, you need to do a psych evaluation, and my parents decided to buy the highest form of psych evaluations, with the, which included intelligence testing and lie det- detection testing. Apparently, yeah. like for the intelligence, I like okay, literally, um, I all I remember was I BS this whole thing. I really didn't want to do it, so yeah. I just stood there like simple stuff. If we had to make a puzzle, we had to put puzzles together, like right? literally. And yeah. I was like, I was sitting there complaining the whole time okay i was being a bitch literally yeah. i was like hold up i don't want to do this i'm not smart enough for this and the psychologist like honey we just put it together i'm sure you can do it and i was like dude my parents are making me do this but anyways so i ended up doing it and for the light test apparently i failed the light test because according i was showing signs of like lying <laughs> without actually being put in their lie test. What, how did they know? What were the signs of lying? Was this something where know. they hooked up to you? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. They said, oh, according to her thing, what she's ta- when she's talked, she conflicts with herself, and that means she's lying. Yeah, that's bullshit. Lie, <laughs> yeah. Detecti- lie detection in general is not—it's not a solid science. But they were. Why were they doing lie detection on you? This was a part know. of the intelligence test or whatever type of test it was. Dude, I don't know. My parents were like, "We're gonna, we're gonna put her in the high." Like my parents literally 
have pride in this. They bought the like most expensive psychologist in Palo Alto, Stanford. Okay, and they put me on a bunch of pet tests. All I remember is me complaining about the intelligence test and saying I was too dumb for it. And and then afterwards, my parents bought me this drink that I liked. It's like basil seed with yeah. like um like there's drinks inside. Like sorry, that <laughs> it's basil seed and it's like it's like um it's like sparkling like soda or whatever uh, with basil seeds. And I love that drink except that sometimes it has alcohol traces oh no <laughs> so i'm like drinking it after the intelligence or before the in- it was between the intelligence <laughs> test uh, but i'm like drinking it and then i look down and then i look behind and i'm like looking just at what it's made out of right yeah. and then i see traces of alcohol and i'm like telling my and i'm like starting to at this point i, I just got i'm like in the break bet- between the in- intelligent intelligence test and the lie detection test and like I've just found out that my parents just drugged me before the license. <laughs> Low key though, they didn't mean to. The drink just had traces of alcohol, and I'm Muslim, uh, so I can't drink alcohol. So I was just like, I started crying, and my parents are like, "Chill, it's not that bad. We gave you alcohol when you were little, when you had a cough." Yeah, wow, that's a weird thing to do, especially if there isn't drinking in the household. <laughs> yeah. Why not just go for standard medicine, especially when you're willing to go to the top Stanford psychologist in Palo Alto or whatever for some lie detector test slash intelligence test? It seems that they could come up with a better solution of you. What was it? A small cough than, than giving you alcohol. Yeah, that's, dude, that's what they said. That was probably a lie. No? What? That was probably a lie. That, oh, yeah, we gave you alcohol when you were a kid. Because that's, that type of stuff happens just... You know, around parents who drink. My dad, my dad offered me a beer when I was sixteen. Really? Why do yeah. You, why do you think he, he did? We that? were walking by a bar near Costco, the one in Mountain View, and um, he was just like, "Hey, dude, I just filled up my stomach on beer, and I, 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 I want to buy you a beer. Do you want me to buy you a beer?" And I was like, "Hold up." So he does drink. He he. I've never seen him drink. That's weird. <laughs> my parents are just. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think you were the one who was telling me that story of uh, driving down the downhill drive and somebody calling the police. (laughs) Okay, this is what happened. So my parents were on, they drove us to the top of a hill of a mountain, okay? Some mountain. Where was this? Was this in this area? Yeah, it was in the bay. So they drive us on the top of the mountain and there's this whole conflict about whether we should go around the mountain or go down the mountain directly. So So you mean go around as in like take a more gradual descent? So my mom wanted to go the gradual route. My dad wanted to go straight down the mountain. And there was a, and and there, first of all, that there shouldn't be a road that allows you to go straight down a mountain. I don't know. My dad. I was I was literally thinking that we were gonna die that night. <laughs> okay, fine. So, so there's a conflict, you know. There's a conflict, and how is this conflict resolved? <laughs> okay, so basically, um, it was resolved. It wasn't really resolved because um, what happened was my dad, my mom's like dropped me off. I'm not going down the mountain. Right, that's actually uh, that's what I would have felt like. <laughs> so my dad dropped her off in the middle of the mountain. My mom calls the police with little service and tells them, "Hey, my husband wants to drive me." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, sorry, ma'am, we can't, we can't drive you from the mountain, but we can help you get down the mountain through like maps. So they tell us how to get down the mountain. Oh, like navigation. Yeah. Yeah. 
So my mom gets back in the car and my dad like is practically telling, saying how he wants to die or whatever. It was really weird. But um, he was literally, he was praying to God that that God would take his life and he was the one driving. So I was <laughs> freaking out. But anyways, um, so we ended up going my mom's route and then we went back home and stuff. But it How was many people like, were in the car? You, seven. your parents? Oh, wow. I have, I have uh, four siblings. Yeah. Yeah, that's a scary that's a scary decision <laughs> to drive straight down a mountain like that. <laughs> that reminds me of one time. Um so one time I had a panic attack in school because I thought I was afraid that my parents would kick me out of the house. Yeah. Because my parents in my culture, whenever they get angry, they kick me out of the house. They literally tell me, Leave the house. And it happened when I was fourteen and sixteen. Yeah. So this was uh when I was fifteen. So it was it was just after my like I it happened recently, so I was worried that it would happen again. So I got a panic attack after running the like running over a mile in PE. Yeah. And so my dad picks me up from that place and he decides he's going to jaywalk. Okay. <laughs> and I'm freaking out. So I start shouting at my dad. I'm like, dad, do you want to kill me? Like, my dad's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I just had a panic attack. And you're, t- and you're telling me like, you, you want me like to like walk in the middle of the road. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, and so like, I literally started shouting at my dad, like low key. It wasn't really shouting. It was more like, uh, because I, I was like, I was having a hard time breathing and like, and I was crying and stuff. It was like I was like a full panic attack. But anyways, yeah. um, so yeah, so my dad, my dad, like I literally, I told my dad, I'm like I'm not jaywalking. So my dad just like we decided to take the crosswalk, which is right next to this place where we were jaywalking. So yeah, but that was really intense for me because I was literally convinced at that point I was like nervous. So I was convinced my dad wanted me dead because like we were really late. We were jaywalking in a main street. Yeah. How's your relationship with your parents now? It seems it sounds like you love them. It's just there's a lot of crazy shit that goes yeah, down. I love them. Okay, here here's what happened. So um so basically for the um navy um so I I got really tense at home. I got really tense at home. So I forged my parents signature to get into the navy. The recruiter signed me off. I was about to get enlisted. But then uh, I ended up having to change my, I had to get different pants because I couldn't wear the yoga pants to the military entry processing station. So I had to get different pants. And so I went back home and then my mom wouldn't let me out of the house. And she's like, oh, I'll call the police or whatever. So that happened. So after that, and from a long time ago, my parents haven't really been, um, like my dad's been ignoring me, right? Wow. Like a few days ago, my dad sent me an email about how I'm a disappointing disappointment to him and whatever and the, to the family. And so, um, like today when I walked out of the house, um, I, my dad always tells me to lock the door when I locked, walk out of the house. So I did lock the door, but then the minute moment I walked out of the house, I get a message from my dad saying your desk and your bed are unacceptable. And, <laughs> and he literally sends like four or five different pictures of my room. Yeah. And I, I admit my desk, like it's because I have blisters on my big, huge blisters on my feet because my mom decided that she's gonna buy me a shoe that's a size smaller and say that that's my shoe size so like because the (laughs) shoe was so tight i got blisters on my feet and my clothes were piling up and and then my dad says it's unacceptable because my room's not clean and also because um i didn't i didn't do the bed sheet thing like and the mattress pad or whatever i didn't put on the mattress because i was too tired and because my foot hurts when i walk on it i don't walk properly right now because it hurts so these are normal problems in the home, right? These your room's not clean, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, was there any underlying kind of uh, 
issue that happened that made your parents not like you for whatever reason for that period of time? Or has it always been these small things uh, over a long period of time, like you didn't clean your room or you didn't lock the front door? It's been like, it's been actually like, I've seen like a little bit of violence in my house um, without going into detail. But anyways, um, because I don't want to be reported for it because it's already been reported multiple times. But um, like, I remember, for example, in kindergarten, I wanted um, to, we were at a, we were, my we were outside traveling and my dad my mom for my parents what's really important for their kids is to have two cups of milk every day and eggs for breakfast okay so that day <laughs> dude, why <laughs> because apparently that's how my parents want us like if we don't do that we're just disrespectful and disobeying them oh, so what hmm. happened was that my dad didn't buy milk that day <laughs> <laughs> no joke. And so my dad didn't buy milk that day. So um, we were at a restaurant, and my mom's like, "You're not ordering anything but milk." I know there's a bunch of things on the on the on the menu, but you're not you're you're just gonna order milk. I'm like, Dad said he'll buy milk for us tomorrow. She's like, "You you had only one cup of milk or something like that today instead of two. And so I ordered lemonade, and then she starts she starts telling me about how my dad's super angry at me for ordering lemonade, and so I start crying, and then I ended up not eating dinner that night because I was like feeling bad and i went to my dad after dinner i was like hey are you mad at me he's like why would i be mad at you i'm like mom said i couldn't order a lemonade because she, <laughs> we didn't have two cups of milk today <laughs> Dude, this stuff like it hurts a lot because like i literally i cried through dinner the whole day because I, the whole time because i was just like i was really i was genuinely worried that my dad was angry at me and one my mom was angry at me because i ordered lemonade instead of milk I mean, it sounds stupid, but that's like what I have to deal with in life. <laughs> yeah, no dinner is no no fucking joke. I've had that for a punishment a couple of times. That shit is terrible. But it is interesting to see the way people structure their lives. You know what I mean? Like two cups of milk, two eggs. And if you don't do that, that's fucking disrespectful. Yeah. That's foreign to me, but... I can see how that could be the way someone organizes their life. I just don't know the background that led to that. Why is it important to have two cups? I don't know. Maybe you don't know. And it's per perhaps your parents don't even know because for certain things that are traditional, you're just doing things because someone else did them and you yeah. don't really – and maybe the original reason is no longer relevant. Maybe it's very relevant. But if you don't know, then you're just stuck in this confusion like can yeah. I order lemonade or not? And yeah. what's the f who's actually mad at me and why are they mad at me and how can I, you know, build a, build a strong relationship with people when 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 you're living in these constraints that don't really make sense given the outside world that you're experiencing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost like you're in this bubble. You're That's in this true. box and we all yeah. are. But you're in this box where the physics are completely different. Like I was raised with really rigid <laughs> the rules. rules. Yeah, I mean, and then I get like called like closed-minded or narrow-minded for following rules that I want to follow because I'm not following my parents' rules or whatever. I know, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. For any, oh, you're narrow-minded. Oh, you're short-sighted. Really, you're just following different rules. Yeah. And they have different consequences. To me, that's the most pure way to think about systems that we live within that help us make choices and decisions is what are the rules and what are the consequences rather than oh you're smarter you're dumber you're open-minded you're closed-minded you're liberal you're whatever you know you all wear green t-shirts on thursdays okay whatever your fucking title is what are the rules you're living by and what are the consequences of them and why 
right? Why do you have those rules is maybe the deepest question of all, which it's difficult to ask the more strict the rules are, because yeah. usually you're not allowed to explore as much and figure out what the different, what, what if I change this, what would happen? Yeah, for right? me, it's like, it's like my parents, if they'll give me a hell if I don't follow their rules. That's like, I get like, like for one, um, okay, so when I expressed um, like interest in joining the military, the first thing I was told, my mom told me, go get raped or bullied. My dad said, you're going to hell. Wow. Um, so I was like, and this That's kept That's wild going, to me. That it kept going on. And then I would, ha and my siblings too, they echoed the same kind of um, rhetoric. So it made me feel bad. But anyways, um, I just got like really tense at my home with my dad's like because my dad my parents like I really love my parents so and my dad's like been there for my whole life so when he chooses to ignore me it really bothers me right. um and when I mean he literally we had I had an I and I'm not making this up because I had an IP meeting and individualized education plan meeting because yeah. my anxiety is so disabling it was so disabling at one point in my life it it fell under a disability um, wow. Yeah. So basically, I had an IP meeting with all my teachers in my high school recently. Um, it was actually this week. And my dad comes into the meeting and he's like, guys, I am, I am intentionally ignoring my daughter for for the purpose of um, for his, for a certain purpose. Um, for her to understand, blah 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 blah. So, and then he looks at, and then he he's like, "So, may Habiba should leave the room right now for five minutes." So I leave the room for more than five minutes, and he's like talking about like how I forged a signature for the Navy or whatever. That was probably it, forging the signature. I mean, for another thing is like my parents like a lot of things I want to do. My parents don't let me do it, so I just do it anyways behind their back. Yeah, and that's the trouble with a very strict system is the only way out is to break the rules. Yeah, and when you, and get you don't want to, and if you break the rules, rules, then that means you're in you're going to be seen in a negative light by the people who are still following that system. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, do I? I don't even want to disrespect anyone. I'm sure mm -hmm. you felt that way, but if you don't want to, but you have to within that system of rules, because that's the only way that you can see something outside of that if they're not yeah. very open to other things yeah oh that's that's terrifying i mean i always think about the relationship between um trying to be seen in a good light by someone else especially a family member or a parent and doing my own thing it, it's like i'm super lucky because the few mentors that I have, some family members, some not, are usually open to me being like, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to come back and like tell you how it is. Usually they're like, okay, fine, you're going to do that. Just know whatever you do, you have to go with the consequences. And that has nothing to do with any one person system of rules, but that's just the reality of our existential reality is that we make decisions and there are things that follow from that, right? Um, but that I've never been in a system, maybe when I was really young I was, but I've never really been in a system of rules where I, I absolutely had to break ties with my mentors or the people that I respected just to do something that wasn't even innately disrespectful. It, it, there's nothing internally about, there's nothing about joining the military at an age where you're allowed to join the military fundamentally that is bad there's nothing about it that's bad right you know this maybe you you've had to fight you know to advocate what i'm telling you so i'm preaching to the choir but 
in that system of rules, it's bad. There's nothing wrong with not having one cup of uh, with having only one cup of milk. All right, I've had it plenty of days. Uh, maybe you have a different biology than me, but I can probably assure you your body is not going to shut down, right? But in that system of rules, if you don't do it, that's the same thing as giving the finger to someone. And, oh, it gets really and, bad and, that, and that's a scary way of living. But what you're doing to, is is the approach that I would take. Luckily, I've never had to. So I, you know, commend you for your bravery in, in a sense. But you have to, I mean, damn. And also, I, I grew up without, I, I, was, I knew my parents for a, a, a brief amount of time when I was really, really young. But I was basically raised by my aunt and my uncle. So it was like I was adopted by my family members unofficially. Yeah. And uh, because of that, I always felt like after a certain point, like certainly after the fourth grade, I felt like I was the lucky one because there's so many things that people do in their lives where they're really trapped by their parents. <laughs> it's fucked up. I mean, as fucked up as it is. Like I always felt it was, I, I was privileged to be able to get mentors as I saw fit. So that now the, I've, I have mentors for each of my interests, basically, so that I never, even if someone wants to give me the silent treatment, it's not very effective because I'm not depending on them for my emotional well-being anymore. That's the thing with me. I'm dependent on my parents for financial, emotional, um, pretty much everything. Like literally when I tried to work for the first time, I got my work permit ripped in front of my eyes because my dad didn't want to sign it. Yeah, and then my second work permit, um, it was through a program through my special education system at my school, and my dad. The only reason he signed it, uh, he said this at the IEP meeting because he thought he, he had to sign it. I I didn't tell him he had to sign it, but he just made up some random reason as to why he signed it, and then blamed it on me for not educating him about what he was signing. Um, but anyways, so it just it gets really it really tense, and um, I honestly like I I've like attempted suicide twice. That's how bad it gets. Um, uh, but yeah, it never really worked out, kind of thing. And I guess I'm glad for that. But it just you it, guess you should be glad for that. Thank you. So right now, you're feeling pretty. You're yeah. happy about your life for the most part. You feel that your your life has a lot of worth and has a lot of meaning. Yeah, I feel like that, but it's just, it's hard to recognize that meeting when every time I eat, I'm criticized for how much I eat, um, how, uh, how I eat, uh, because, like, it's like, for example, if I if I don't eat meat, my mom assumes I'm vegan or vegetarian. <laughs> it's not even funny. I cut my hair. Okay, my mom used to pull my hair so much, I cut my hair. I almost shaved my head bald. I was really traumatized by the amount of time she'd, like, pull my hair. And then I, I did it, and she went around saying that I was transgender. Wow. It's, like, That's oh wild God. shit. It's screwed up. My home life is screwed up. Yeah, but, I mean, do you see any benefit to kind of dealing with a little bit more turmoil than some of your peers? In the long term, I know I will, but right now I don't. Mm, because I'm trapped right now. Like I'm 17, I, I have to wait five more months until I can do something with my life. And you already have a plan for what you're going to do? Military, but I mean, I kind of screwed it up by forging my parents' signature. But um, I, I don't how did know. that screw it up? You're now you're not eligible. I don't know. My recruiters are nice, so they'll, they'll let me get by. Um, they already did let me get by because my dad did tell them that I forged the signature. 
but I guess they didn't believe him or something, or they just let it go, and they said that I could try, that that I should either wait, uh, bring my parents in, or um, or like redo the whole thing, or uh, basically um, uh, wait until I'm eighteen. Yeah. So when you're eighteen, that's what I mean. When you're eighteen, that none of that signature stuff even matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're out. You're doing your own thing. I just I love my parents so much. Like I grew up with them. Like it's just it's really hard. Although I've seen a lot and. I don't know. It's just it's hard. Yeah, it really is beautiful that despite everything, you still love your parents. You're not. I mean, you have a little resentment <laughs> right now. <laughs> My mom says I hate her. <laughs> she's like, she's like, it's Satan. I know it's Satan. It's making you hate me and whatever. I'm like, and my brother tells me I'm over emotional. I'm angry all the time. I'm. It's just it's hard. Like, because simply to put it simply, I've seen my dad beat up my mom. And wow. he's not under alcohol. I've seen him beat up my brother, not under alcohol. It's it's just that bad. Yeah. Well, hopefully um, the military can be in an environment or wherever you end up going. Hopefully you can be in an environment where you're separated from it. You can reflect on a lot of this stuff. You can figure out how you're going to deal with it. And then the next time you interact with them, you're coming from a solid, from your own, you're going to have your own perspective built up and you're no, you're no longer going to be susceptible to those same kind of tricks in, of the trade, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, guilt tripping is like Yeah, where someone's, someone's emotionally manipulating the fuck out of you, right? Once yeah. you get to a position in the outside world, a lot of that stuff really, you're, you're going to be able to look at it from the bird's eye view and laugh at it instead of being stuck in the middle of it and basically being a victim of whatever somebody else's mood swings are, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if nothing else, the military is very, uh, I've heard. Authoritarian. Well, very clear about what they expect from you. And it's well, like it's it. very clear about do this. This is, you know, this is what you get out of it. And, um, you know, on some level, there's a team of support surrounding you at any given time. It's like the biggest fret, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, in the United exactly. States. So um, hopefully you can get some of that, some yeah. of that stability that right now is difficult to grasp because, you know, you have, you're basically running an uphill race where the people who are helping you out the most are also kind of uh, making things more difficult for you to grow emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Um, on that note, I don't know what time it is, but I know I got to. Uh, my curfew is 10 p.m. Although my, every time I come back home. Oh, yeah, home, I got I to gotta dip. Okay. It's time for the most important question the in the universe. The most important question right. in the universe. First of all, you need to slow down, all right? Okay, yeah. Okay, are cool. you ready? Yeah. 10 yeah. or 19? 19. That's correct. The Chef Thank of X podcast. Time. What? Mm, delicious. <laughs> <laughs>